Hi, everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. We are a podcast that is currently talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, and today we are talking about episode five, and the name is Cupid's Errant Arrow. Thank you so much. I'm Aaron. I'm a big dork, love all the Star Trek stuff, have been super excited the last week because we had Star Trek Day, lots of cool content, and this is Allie. She is newer to the Star Trek game, but uh, I mean, this is episode five, so you're, you're almost there. You're going to be an expert in four more episodes. Yep, I'm getting there. I'm learning a lot and I'm having a good time watching this series. So yeah. Yeah, it's a, I feel like it's going pretty well. We're, we're having a good time. Definitely, definitely. So what did you think about this week's episode? So this week's episode was basically Boimler has a girlfriend and uh, Mariner is totally just paranoid that she's like some alien trying to kill him. So I thought it was really fun to see Mariner's backstory and why she was so paranoid about it. And then also just kind of, it developed their relationship, but also showed how, like it showed how she was so protective over him because like she does have so much more experience than him, especially like out in the real world. And he's more like the book guy, you know? So it was nice to see how like that relationship developed and how she's just so protective over him. She really was. It was fun to see her kind of go a little bit batshit crazy about it. Just with that, she had that kind of, uh, what do you call it? A board and it had all the strings like she was trying to solve a murder. Like a CSI case or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. And in that episode, we had, let's see, we, what was Tendi and Rutherford doing in that episode? Oh, boy. What were they? Oh, they were fixing, like, the plasma. Well, there was, like, plasma fires, and they were fixing different little... Oh, yeah. And they were on the Vancouver, right? Yes, yeah. So they went over to, I guess, these two ships, like, had a little, I don't know, they, like, met a up rendezvous. in space, right? Yeah, and so Tendi and Rutherford went on to the Vancouver because there was something about, like, T-87s or something, which was, like, the that was some sort of new kind of i guess it wasn't really like a tricorder which is the scanning device I, it was some sort of fix it device and they were super excited about it yeah they were definitely nerding out on that one <laughs> for sure but it was cool to see them like just have this connection about like these random little things that like i guess quote unquote regular people would think as think of as nerdy you know, but it's like, it's so cool and just unique. And they bonded over that. And then they had their little competition of who could fix everything faster. And it was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. And I, I like that exactly what you were saying, where they they vibe off each other and they just take the level of excitement up another notch with each other. Like one, they set each other off in a fun way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So this one was, I feel like the vibe was a little bit different. We got the story with Boimler and his girlfriend, which turned out to be a real person. Amazing. And yep. because- <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Mariner <laughs> thought that he was making her up. And that was, I thought that was really fun. We got to see more about Mariner. We got like a really cool backstory bit about her in a flashback. That was, I can't wait to talk about that. That was one of my favorite bits. But let's start from the beginning. Um, Let's see. Weren't they in their bunks? And Boimler was just super excited. He's like, 
doing he was doing a little captain's log and he was like i get to see my girlfriend like <laughs> so excited about it and then mariner comes up and she's like what are you talking about like is this chick even real like making all these jokes like oh yeah i don't remember exactly what she said but she was basically like implying that she wasn't a real person yeah but he was just super excited and i guess they met a month ago on an another planet or something like that and she was really skeptical, but they go over to, I believe, do they, I don't think they're on the Vancouver yet. I think she shuttles over to the Cerritos, right? Or are they on the Vancouver? No, they shuttle over to the Vancouver because then he, like, meets all these other people that he, like, doesn't, because his girlfriend, I forgot her name, but his girlfriend has, like, a little meeting with something and has to go to work, right? So I, mis- I assumed that they were on the Vancouver and not the Cerritos. You know what? I think you're right because we have that scene with Tendi where she's like, it's the greatest ship I've ever seen, which was just like the pilot. She's just, everything is shiny to her. She's like, oh my God. She's that newbie who's just like super excited about everything. Everything amazes her. But didn't Rutherford say like, oh, it's exact. No, was it Rutherford or? uh, It was Mariner. Mariner's like, it's literally the exact same ship as the Cerritos. Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, ah, ha, 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 you're so wrong. And then they walked off and she just, she has a good look at them. Um, The look on her face when they say that she's just, it's sort of like, it's a warm look, but also like those guys, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mariner is definitely like, she's, she is over the whole, oh, it's a new ship. Oh, it's this new thing. Like she's over the whole hype. She just kind of knows what's what already. And she just has to hold it together because everyone else is discovering new things, but she's already done it, so. Yeah, yeah, it's not, things aren't as shiny for her, but she, I think she was excited for them to be excited. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And then we meet Boimler's girlfriend, and she's a lieutenant, which, you know, uh, someone of a higher rank, ooh, Boimler. Dang. And they they have a their little greeting and they kiss and I like Boimler's like, do you see that? We just kissed. Yeah, he's like definitely trying to show it off. And I think it's it's funny how people how they depicted Boimler and his girlfriend like changing their whole like personality almost. Not like completely, but you know, they got all like gooey and whatever with each other. Which is interesting because like when you're in a relationship, I guess you don't really think about doing that like when you're in public but then if you think about it more you're like oh yeah I guess I do act more gooey and like lovey-dovey and it's just kind of funny how they depicted that well and I noticed I noticed on the rewatch because I've watched it like three times since we you know (laughs) of course of course (laughs) (laughs) that's that's who I am and I noticed that she several times but for the first time she when she hugs him she says something like mm, I just love that smell that scent it's it's intoxicating she keeps saying things like that like she can't resist him which you know later in the episode we find out that's kind of true yeah yeah for sure I mean it's definitely it's definitely like a a weird I guess if you're thinking like stereotypical relationship and who people would lean towards it's kind of like Mm -hmm. Boimler's getting this lieutenant what like how is that possible but you know I think that's what Mariner's thinking for sure she's like oh yeah how 
<laughs> exactly. And she's definitely like, um, this person is trying to kill you or make their way into something. And, you know, there's some evil going on that she doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah, she's perfect. And then her eyes narrow and she's like a little too perfect. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> It's definitely got that uh, sci-fi, like, drama mystery going on in this episode. Yeah. And then we, there's a couple different scenes of, you know, she, wait, actually, we see her meet up with one of the members of the Cerritos crew that she used to date, the the big engineering guy who's, like, hunky and shit. Yeah. And uh, he... He picks her up, and I would say, like, relationship-wise, that probably is a little inappropriate for your... I mean, listen, relationships are different. Their Trust is cool, but I think that I would also be uncomfortable if my first meeting with someone's ex was like that. Oh, like, yeah. Get to know people a little bit, understand that they're close. If maybe you had talked about this person in the past, we're still close, there's nothing there, blah, blah, blah. But just, like, the picking her up and throwing her around, it's like whoa yeah i was like um that's not cool like girl have some respect for your man <laughs> yeah and boimler obviously didn't take it well he just goes completely off the deep end oh and my gosh starts like you know shows up at her work which is like can you imagine that happening that would be the fact that she didn't dump him right there we should have known that there was a parasite like that is so crazy to do yeah. something like that yeah that was I mean, I get where he's coming from, like, the jealousy and just wanting to make sure everything's okay. Because she did have to, like, essentially run off with the guy to go do the work. But it's like, there's also, there needs to be a sense of professionalism, too, you know? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. But we move, uh, we move forward. And the whole time, we see, like, Mariner in the background, like, trying to test her and doing like flips and shit it's so good she's just like a complete stalker it's funny to watch she cares so much about boimler she does and it's funny to watch her just kind of tick and like go crazy and you know just have this idea run wild through her head and she can't figure it out she like she's trying so hard and nothing is lining up and obviously we find out why at the end of the episode but it's it's interesting to see Mariner not keep her cool like she always does in previous episodes you know I hadn't thought about that but I I agree it is kind of we've never seen her sort of go off the deep end like that but she definitely does yeah her and Boimler both went off the deep end in this episode both they jumped off that that ledge together Oh, yeah, they really did. Boimler with the the cool guy act, the tough guy, like, he looked like a combination of, what's his name from Back to the Future, plus, like, Danny from Greece, and, like, just a combination <laughs> of all these, like, cool guy, like, not oldies movies, but, like, more of, like, the classics, you know? Oh, yeah. Just, like, a combination of all of them put together, and it just was a complete mess. You're talking about when she, when they were walking into the mess hall, and she was sitting with that guy. Yeah, and he, yeah. he at the replicator was like, replicate me an outfit of the coolest people in history. Yeah. And, yeah, he came in with that hot mess, and then, like, when he picked her up to try to hold her up, but he was like, Ugh! He was... 
He was struggling so hard. And I think he had a football in his hand or something. And she got super mad after he said a bunch of dumb things. And she, the thing she said that cracked me up, she was like, how dare you come in here all sexy like that? But then you ruined it. So she liked the look. <laughs> she That's did. the best part. She did. But it's just, that was a mess. <laughs> yep. I think somebody needs to cosplay that at the next convention, whenever the hell that will be. That would be fun. That would be funny. <laughs> and we also have, at that same time, we've got Rutherford and Tendi who are over on the Vancouver doing, I don't know, they're they're meeting with the engineering guy, the, the head of engineering, and he's like, oh, whoever completes these checks, I guess they're just helping them out with stuff. I forget exactly why, but they're helping them out, and whoever completes these checks first will get one of these T-88s or whatever the hell they are, yeah. and they're like, we get to keep it, and he's like, you sure do, and they just run off, and it becomes a competition of fixing things. Yeah, and then, so they're competing for that, and then Tendy's ahead, and Rutherford's like, how, what, huh, and then he uses his, like, cyborg implant thing, I don't know what, is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. He uses his implant, and then he's just, like, blasts through all of these <laughs> these repairs and i believe the other story that's happening at the same time is the captain of the cerritos is with the captain of the vancouver who was real uh messed up with them when they met like look at this ship someday you could have something as nice as this like what a bitch i know i was like wow you really think you're up there don't you (laughs) Like, yeah, man. Like, damn, there's some, listen, there's some non-Starfleet people up in Starfleet. There's some petty people just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, that was ugly. And then there's this, the group of people that are in the conference room, because the whole reason they're together is there's this moon that they need to um, destroy in a controlled manner because otherwise the all of the planets in the system it's causing havoc like the tides are going crazy on one and the you know it's blocking the sun on the other and all this other shit but there's all these different people from these different worlds who want different things and the captain of the vancouver hasn't been able to reason with them and so the captain of the cerritos is like we will figure this out we're starfleets and (laughs) so that whole thing begins and she's trying to negotiate with them and that 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 turns into a whole thing where she thinks she has a solution and almost everybody's happy except for this one guy oh my gosh he was so funny he oh my god and that was such a what do you call it like a parallel of what's happening with us because you find out in the end he is willing to let all of these other people you know, their, their worlds to get basically destroyed because he and his wife, who own a moon because they're rich, just, you know, had their floors redone. Yeah. What an asshole. I know. He was, it was, the way he was describing it, it was just like, oh, but this is going to be horrible and our planet or our moon is going to be destroyed and you're going to make us, like, starve and we won't be able to live. And it's an impossible choice. An impossible choice until you find out there's only two of them, asshole. Exactly. He's like, it'll starve us both. And then, uh, Captain, she's like, um, I'm sorry, what did you just say? 
And he's like, yeah, my wife and I will we'll die, blah, 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 or something. And she's like, there are only two of you. And then she's like, blow up the moon. Yeah. She's like, no, that's, this, there's no, there's no, no choice. It's, there's no way. Like, that was just yeah. sad. I love that whole little storyline. Like, it was the side plot, but it was really good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then we had, we go back to Tendi and Rutherford. So they're having their whole competition and they go back to see the chief engineer and they're sort of fighting over who's going to win, you know, who did the best. And we find out that they tied and the chief engineer says, congratulations, you guys are both being transferred to the Vancouver. And they're like, wait, what? They did not expect that. They didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, I don't think they, they, well, I mean, he was definitely messing with them. He, he was trying to get out of that ship because it was too much pressure. It's too great. It's hard to be in charge of all this important stuff, like doing these big missions. He just wants to, he just wants to go on regular adventures again. Like he doesn't want to be on like the big ship. Yeah, he's, he's tired of it. That's for sure. Yeah. And then Rutherford, Rutherford uses his implant to basically blackmail him into not transferring them because he, the guy tries to train or to blackmail them. He's like, I'm just going to press this button because I know a guy of a guy who knows an engineer who knows an admiral. Like it was such a weird line of like six degrees of separation oh, yeah. that made no sense. I mean, but he tried to use it. Yeah, you use what you can and if it works, it works. <laughs> and it obviously did. Yeah, except for we've got our, our lovely cyborg Rutherford who had been recording everything. And in the end, they got like a whole, they they both got T-88s. And at the end, we find out that they both have smuggled two giant bags of T-88s for, oh for the Cerritos, which that I was, was like, funny. ooh, questionable, but I like it. Yeah, definitely. I was like, ooh, they're both, they both had the right idea there with that. Yeah, they're like, I got you one. No, I got you one. <laughs> they're just cute. I like them. They are, they are adorbs. I'm excited to see where the two of them go in their uh, possible relationship. I ship them, but, you know, it. it's one of those things that the show is definitely, like, taking its time with, you know? Yeah, I'm, well, we're only in episode five, so, you know, we've got, we've got a little ways to go. Yeah, that's and true. And I... I am really excited that you know the word ship. I wasn't sure if you were into that that much of fandom, so that's pretty cool. Well, wait, but isn't that like a normal thing? Maybe it's become more normalized. Uh, back in my day in fandom, that was like a very specific term for just like super nerdy things, mostly like fan fiction and stuff, so. Okay, because I learned it from like people being... I don't know if this is obviously the origin or not. I'm not sure because this is how I learned it. But I learned it from like people are in a relationship. So you like ship their relationship. Like, I don't know. But well, that's I definitely mean, where that's that's definitely what it means. But it I've never heard anyone say it outside of fandom stuff. But, you know, things migrate and nerd culture has become part of pop culture, which has been amazing for me. I mean, I'm 33. How old are you? I'm 23. Oh, okay. There I you didn't go. Know, I didn't know that there, that we had that much of an age difference. Yeah, that's because we're both responsible and uh, professional. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. 99.9% .9 of the time. 
give or take yeah. two percents. <laughs> All right, back from that divergence. We are with Mariner, and she is following Boimler around. Boimler has made a bit of a fool of himself, but he's still trying. He's mad at Mariner, and Mariner keeps sort of butting in. And then she, after her latest attempt, she has this flashback. She tells him about why she's so concerned. In her last posting on the keto, which we've heard a couple times her mention, but they actually flash it back. And we get to see her on the keto in the in the bar. And how cool is it they're wearing the uniforms from the Star Trek movies from the 90s and the early 2000s, which I don't know if you've seen those. No, but I mean, I believe you. And I think that's pretty cool that they're kind of doing not a flashback, but like a what is it called? Like a callback? Yeah, a callback or like a there's a word for it. It sounds like omen, but it's not omen. And I Homage. Don't... Yes, that's the word. An homage. Working together. We'll get this. <laughs> it's nice that they do a little homage to the the original the or yeah, the movies and the older the different I uniforms. Guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, listen, it would be a much longer conversation, but uniforms have changed through the series, sometimes mid-series, and that kind of makes sense. You know, in in any business or like the military, things change, standards change, and uh, sometimes there's more than one uniform, you know, in a group at any given time. It takes some time to turn over, but it's kind of interesting to see the different uniforms because technically that one that she was wearing on the keto I believe should be the newer one so I don't know how they're doing all that but anyway anyway we also see she has she has more of a hairstyle going on and it looks to me like she's wearing more makeup and she just seems more self-assured like she seems more settled and more of like a quote-unquote Starfleet officer there's just the vibe is different and she's with her friend and or her two friends and they're having drinks and talking about their relationship and then she makes a joke about how perfect this guy is and then says something about ah you might be an alien or whatever the hell i i forget exactly it was like what it a, was because a shape-shifting parasite yeah. or something yeah i should probably know the name but i don't um <laughs> And then he starts to, like, transform because I believe when she said it that, like, you know, if you say its name, then it can't, you know, conceal itself anymore. That's what and I just... was thinking. Because I was like, why did he all of a sudden just, like, like, why wouldn't he stay concealed? But I was thinking of something like that, some trigger that made him reveal right. himself. And he gets all crazy, big and scary and starts destroying the place and kills, like, bites off the head or just, you know, thrashes her around Mariner's friend and it's it's pretty horrible too it's like there's blood and everything and she's screaming and and then when it flashes back she's like never again and so I feel like we got this insane piece of her past that has probably contributed to you know how she is now how she doesn't want to move up in rank like the last episode and you know she's sort of content to stay where she is but I I thought that everything about that was super interesting and cool. Like even just her vibe and the way she carried herself. I yeah. loved, I love those little tidbits of like slice of life. Yeah. I mean, with more responsibility comes more liabilities too. And you know, more risks of possibly losing your friends to whatever is going on around you. So at the level that she's at now as an ensign, especially in lower decks, like 
they're not the front lines. They're, you know, they're doing work around the ship, at least from what I've seen so far, you know, like obviously if need be, they would go and fight, but they're not like, they're not, they're not the bridge officers. They're not, they're not in the heat of it. Exactly. So it's a little less risky and yeah, she's traumatized. Like she doesn't want to lose anyone agreed, else. Agreed. Agreed. I did notice though she was still an ensign in that. She only had one pip on her neck, so uh, okay. she must have. Maybe she was promoted after that, or maybe she was promoted before that. I don't know, but I'm interested to find out. Definitely, I love Mariner and her backstory. I think it's really interesting to see, like, especially as the captain and admiral's daughter, like, and then having her. I mean, obviously, it's stereotypically, like, you would think the parents want her to be promoted and have all this rank. And obviously, her mom wants her to be, you know, a lieutenant or a captain or anything above Ensign. But she's being rebellious, obviously. And it's interesting to see how she's so happy just doing her thing. And she doesn't need to live up to her parents' standards. And so it's nice to see that contrast. I agree. I think she is not focused on her career right now. She's just living her life and her life is Starfleet. I think that's that is clear, but she's not currently interested in some sort of like, you know, forward momentum in that. I think she's just, you know, she's in her life now and I think maybe this is sort of like therapy for her. She's figuring it out and and just letting time pass maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I think you know, you, you're right. She's living her life and it'll go as it goes. Yep. And then we have Boimler getting assigned to duty with his girlfriend. They go on to one of the ships that's help, helping to stabilize the, like the gravity waves and stuff while they figure out this problem with this, you know, this moon. Yeah. And she freaks out and just goes completely rogue. She gets a... She gets one of the um, the walkabout suits and blows herself out of an airlock, flies over to the Vancouver, which I was just like, that's insane, like completely insane. Um, well, she doesn't fly. She goes over to the ship. Sorry. Right. She goes over to that, that little stabilizing thing and she gets there. And then we see another scene from the first uh, set of previews. Remember when he turns around and he's naked? Oh my god! She's gosh. like, no, no, no to this and no to that. Definitely no to that. Yeah, that was funny, and now it all makes sense. Like, why she was in her like spacesuit or whatever it's called. I'm not sure what it's called, but it looks like a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. So, but now it makes sense. I'm good with spacesuit. It, it makes sense how they got to that point in time. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, I guess, trying to have a little rendezvous with her because, you know, that's Boimler trying to be sexy there. That's, uh, yeah. Because he was, he was talking and he, I forget what he said, but it was something kind of like grossly sweet. You know what I mean? It was, he was definitely like expecting his girlfriend to walk in and be like, hello, I'm here. Let's, uh, you know. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> And then we have, I think they, what happens with them before the girlfriend walks in? Um, Mariner is basically like, she's a parasite, I'll show you, blah, blah, blah. And they like get into this fight and then the stabilizers 
become unstable somehow right as the girlfriend is walking in right and then oh no 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 no. right before she walks in they get unstable boimler hits his head on something and passes out um and yeah he gets knocked out and thank god he put his like uniform over his privates (laughs) yeah that would have been yeah (laughs) that was a good thing but um yeah so then Boimler's girlfriend walks in and sees Mariner like oh my gosh what's happening to you like you got knocked out are you okay and she's like what are you doing you're trying to like she had the same seduce exactly. him. she had the same thoughts about Mariner as Mariner had about her which I thought was funny but also perfect like that makes so interesting much so fun yeah and she's like you're a parasite i've tested all this stuff blah 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 basically doing the exact same thing mariner did and they're just fighting and mariner's like no you're a parasite no you're a parasite no you're a par-. like it just goes back and <laughs> forth and they're fighting meanwhile boimler's just knocked out on the floor like that's his usual and then they finally you know they're they're sort of having this conversation as they're fighting and it's a good fight too. it is and they finally sort of have a moment where they they share something together about him and they slow down enough that they start to understand that there's something something else is going on. Yeah. And then they finally realize and they go over to Boimler and he's the one with the parasite. I know. That was crazy and definitely a plot twist. So they Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought it was gonna be the ex boyfriend. Oh that would make sense. I guess. Yeah. But it's crazy that it was Boimler and he had like no idea. Also, um, like, how do you shower and not realize you have a parasite on you? Oh, well, okay. Let's talk about this. This is a little bit of a Star Trek, um, I don't know, information. So it's the future, right? 2380 or something like that. They don't use, well, they, they can use water showers, but they don't really. They use something called a sonic shower. And so you get in the shower and these like sonic pulses clean you and you don't have to do all of the usual like scrubby watery things. Got it. So I imagine he got in the sonic shower and it cleaned him and he never noticed that there was a little guy in there going lever, 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 lever. (laughs) But do parasites, do sonic showers not pick that stuff up either like well it's not a scan it's it's cleaning so i i bet it cleaned the parasite i bet at least he wasn't gross (laughs) that's disgusting he was in his hair just taking a little sonic shower too he was like yeah (laughs) that's funny but then they basically took the parasite and well the girlfriend took the parasite and was like lover 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 and she was like oh this is one of those parasites that makes you like super attractive to everyone around you and um and then she's like I want to study this more and then Boimler is like oh but does that mean you don't love me anymore she's like oh no I still like you're great but you know I gotta focus on work and all this stuff and like classic that effect wore off real quick man yeah classic like oh it's not you it's me like don't worry you're great I just have all this stuff to focus on (laughs) Poor Boimler. And then she walks out and then puts her head back in and she's like, Mariner, I'll see you at the thing at the thing later. And she's like, got it. And Boimler's like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, we made friends while you were unconscious. (laughs) That was funny. That was good. And definitely unexpected for sure. Yeah, I I like that bit. Mariner can be friends with anybody, but it's kind of funny that she befriends, you know, his now ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. <laughs> that that little parasite guy was kind of adorable. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was adorable in like a gross way. Yeah, yeah, in a cartoon yeah. way. Yes, I agree. And so then everything's okay, and then the planet or the moon gets imploded because that guy's a dick, and they save everyone, which is great. And I think we go. How does it end? I have the worst memory. I'm pretty Ellie. sure. The worst. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it ended with the T88s or whatever. With yeah. So I'm pretty. I think we covered the whole episode. Man, that was a look at us. We just like got through that yes, one. Yes, we did. <laughs> What'd you think of this episode? I liked it. I thought it was interesting to see like them outside of the Cerritos and kind of get a little more into Boimler's personal life, a little more backstory on Mariner. So it was fun. Um, not my favorite, but I think the the one before this one was my favorite. I forgot which one I said was my favorite, but whatever I last That said, was the one with the captain and her... Captain oh, yeah. And, the, and Mariner. Yeah, I think that one was my favorite. So, yeah. Gotcha. But this one was still a really good episode. I liked it a lot. What about you? I liked it a lot, too. I, I think... One of my favorite scenes of the entire series is that flashback to the keto. Um, I love I love that kind of backstory stuff. So I really like that. I thought it was a fun episode. Agree with you. It's not my number one favorite, but it's definitely a solid episode. Right now, my favorite episode is Envoys, which was the second one where they went to all the the planet that was like Epcot, where it was all like Little Ryza and oh, yeah. you know Little Kronos and all that. Yeah. So next episode is episode six, and in that one, we saw a whole bunch of stuff happening, man. There was something going on on the holodeck, there was stuff going on with Mariner and Boimler, lots. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, seeing as we already watched it, but we're going to talk about it next episode, I am really excited to talk about it. There was definitely a lot going on, um, but... It was fun. There was a lot. There's a lot to dive into. So get excited for next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Okay. Well, one last thing before we go. I wanted to talk about real quick. We, um, we're we on Instagram and Twitter, and I hope you guys will follow us and there. It's been really fun. We And Facebook. We're on Facebook. And um, I, I really love that it seems like the Star Trek fans you know, people who have podcasts and things like this, it's super supportive because I can tell you 10 years ago, I, I sort of fell out of the fandom bit because it got a little kind of not nice. And since I joined back in, I don't know what's changed, but I'm glad it has because everyone's super nice and supportive. Um, if you follow our social media, you know that we're obsessed with the strange new pod guys and gals because they're, they're just fun and we've been having fun swapping memes and stuff and I just really love that so I just wanted to shout out to them and everybody else in the fandom who's been super super cool and really really fun awesome yeah and uh I guess that's that's pretty much it so we will see you guys for episode six terminal provocations and uh have a nice day bye bye